Hello and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s, 30s and 40s. I'm Chantelle the Coach, a single life empowerment coach that helps women to embrace their single lives, to make the most of the opportunities for developing your independence, building your self-esteem and confidence and making sure that you realise that you don't have to be seeking or in a relationship to be living a fulfilled life. Now, this week, however, we are talking about dating. Dating is an assumed state that we are constantly in as single people. Now, you might have decided that you're not going to date indefinitely. I'm just single. I don't want to be with anyone. And you can choose that that's a short period of time that you come out of, or it just might be that you've decided in your life you don't need anyone and you don't want anyone. Big difference there as well between needing and wanting. We should always be trying to strive for that wanting rather than needing because the only people we need are ourselves. You might have just decided to take a break from dating. You might just be proving the point that just because you're single doesn't mean that you are looking. The frustration that we feel around that, that assumes to how's dating going when you've not even been on a dating app for three, four months or been that interested. Absolutely not. It is a nightmare potentially within dating and One of the things that I want to talk about today is the reason why it can feel like a nightmare, even though this is an absolute blessing for you. Now, when we're dating, now when we're dating, we are looking for some sort of love, some sort of romantic connection, something that will give us an element of sexual needs being met, of connection, of getting to know someone very well and on a deeper level than you might with even your friends. And there is an element of the romantic and sexual side that you can't necessarily get so much from your friendships. No matter how deep they are, it is something that is exclusively to do with romance and that energy and that those kind of actions. So it's not unusual to want to have that. But in order to achieve that in a way that maybe speaks to you most, which is on an emotionally connected level and isn't just something casual or short term, it seems sometimes like it's impossible to get there, that it's really frustrating and really annoying because you feel like when you are ready to engage on the dating apps, you're ready and raring. You're like, I've set my profile up perfectly. I am eliminating people and I'm only matching and swiping on people that I really think from their profile could be good contenders here. They've put the effort into their profile. Um, There's some element of attraction from their photos, but it's not everything. And when you get that match, you put the effort into talking to them. It isn't just, hey, how are you? It is something about their profile, something they've got as a prompt, something they've mentioned. You put the effort in and you're asking questions. And so you talk and you whittle it down to a couple of people that seem to be having a, like just that natural connection. The conversation is flowing a lot more than it is. And that is the great thing about dating apps is that you can speak to lots of people and it's very easy if you've got a few conversations going on to realise who it is that you keep coming back to, who it is that's asking the questions, who's got the most interesting things to say that aren't just giving you one word answers because we all know sometimes that happens. And so it's easy to do those comparisons then as well. And maybe you've got to this point where there's one or two people where you've decided Yes, let's get on a first date or let's even take it off of the apps and get to WhatsApp. It might even just be that stage. It might even just be down to one person and you get the opportunity to go on a first date. 
And it seemed to go well, you liked one another. And the chat was good when you were there. But then for whatever reason, a second date doesn't happen. The reason I speak about this is because I've started to see someone a couple of times now and I realised that it was my first second date for a long time. I would say it was about six months since my last second date and that one ended at the second date. That was the magical day-long date person that happened on the first date. What a shame. And then my other second date had been from... Yeah, it had been from about six months before that as well once every six months for myself. And I tried to then do some like research on what stats there were out there. I couldn't find anything easy to say, like how many people people had been seeing, what the ratio was, what the success rate was in that. It was interesting. The only thing I came across was a Reddit forum where some people described sort of the numbers they had. So some of the numbers that people shared were six first dates, then three second dates and two third dates, 18 first dates, five second dates, and then three third dates. And then someone had just phrased it as like, you know, every one in three or four first dates I go on ends up with a second date, which when you then look at the other statistics, that's one in two for the first one I mentioned, and then one in three or four again for that second person. That was just a couple of people. Those, I couldn't find anything distinctive very easily from a quick Google search. And then I tried to think about my own numbers for this. And I was like, well, okay. So if you've heard my tip before, you have a video call before. Does that count as a first date? Because it wasn't in person, but it was the first time we met. And it was a thing to decide if I wanted to see them again. I would still then count the first in-person date as a first date too. But I feel like, okay, so maybe, I, I don't know. Do you count those or not? There's then another scenario where I started seeing a friend at one point. And again, I think that's, I, that felt very blurry. Because when was the first date? We've known one another. Was it officially when we just started seeing each other with this intention? And then I wasn't really counting at the time. Because I already knew them. Whereas... Dating to me, dating someone from a dating app is a very different experience from dating someone that is your friend because, or someone in your social circle because chances are you know them, have some impression of them. When you're dating someone on an app, a stranger, as I like to just really point out, they are a stranger and it baffles me how we even suddenly decide that we're going to be with someone that we maybe was a stranger like three, four weeks ago or something. It's madness, it just perplexes me. It's this idea that, yeah, the dates don't don't feel as distinctive necessarily. It turned out it became a bit blurry for myself and I couldn't remember either. Like, maybe I haven't been on that many first dates was another thought I had. So then I was thinking, well, these people that have given their numbers have had quite well, that 18 first dates. I don't know what time span this was over. It could have been three, four, five years for all I know. But this idea that you do have to be going on more first dates in order to get to, potentially get, to second dates. And when I reflected on the last year and tried to think about first dates, whether I included video calls or not, I was like, I haven't had that many first dates, actually. I can think of one first date I had that didn't move on to another one. But in the kind of, and I think my maybe I was practising not being on dating apps from, like, last April, May through to, through to the September. Maybe that... It, gives the reason behind that. I'm not worried about not having that many first dates, but I'm just like, I don't remember speaking to anyone and I don't remember meeting anyone for a first date. I could, there could be, I'm really sorry if I've forgotten you, my bad. But, I mean, that tells you everything if, it, if there was. But it is this idea that there is a numbers game to dating and, and the chances of you getting second dates and subsequent third and fourth dates is pretty reliant on getting first dates. So then I was like, okay, why... Am I not getting that many first dates? Not that I'm trying to increase my odds, but 
I'm considering, oh, okay, wait, why are there few first dates? How do I even get first dates? And I was looking and then it comes back to this question about video calls. I do a lot of video calls. I've had more video calls with people even in the last six months and in the times where I was dating. And the whole process that I've built within that with, I talk to so many people. There is a screenshot on my phone where I am scrolling through Bumble just to make the point of how many conversations you can start. And some, few of them say your move, but it just shows you like the progress of how quickly it can go on dating apps and how all of those conversations led to nothing. That is from this kind of trial, which has been going on since like March, I'd say. I'm not, the person that I'm seeing at the moment is not even from the same app. So all of those were redundant conversations overall. I think I had one date out of that actually. I'll, I'll take it back slightly. But there is so much effort involved in dating. The concept of getting to a second date seemed really novel to me because I was like, oh, it hasn't happened for ages now. Uh, and this time, like, I'm in that mode. I was really trying and putting effort in. And I don't think that that is necessarily equatable to it happening. Because had I gone to, I was using Tinder this time, I just thought I'd try it. I don't use it very often because I know it's got other connotations around it. And I'm definitely, I'm personally not about that. Tinder is a great resource for people that need that and that and that potential style that it's skewed towards. But I was like, just maybe. Um, there's someone interesting on there. So I thought, oh, I'll give it a shot. I haven't tried it for ages. It was just this idea that I was prepared to like try different things, put effort in and have a go. So whilst that has equated to, you know, a scenario where there have been now multiple dates, few dates, it is this idea that it's not the be all and end all if you're not getting those second dates because... Dating is a process of disqualifying people that are not suitable for you. When I do start out and I end up having tens and tens and tens, and I say that because I feel like the number's probably about 50 or so at that scroll, if not more, and then they stop replying or it gets boring or you can't think of anything to say, or they're just not that interesting to you, admittedly they may be different in person there's only so much but I'm a texter like so to me I don't I'm not asking you to have like really deep conversations over a text message but I'm expecting you to be able to hold a conversation prompt you know something interesting here and there tell like when I say how's your day you don't say good thanks yours you give a you elaborate a little bit you know we're looking for people that can have some sort of conversation over a digital platform. That's important to me. It may or may not be important to you. You might be like, just want a phone call. I have voice noted before. I love the voice note function on a dating app. You know, straight away, I, I've eliminated a lot of people there because those conversations haven't gone anywhere. And that shouldn't be seen as a negative about you. It should be seen as a positive of, okay, no one's good enough and no one's quite matching the standard that I'm looking for. It's very, very brash, but it is the empowering part of it that no one's matching up to what they should be. I've started all these conversations because I'm using Bumble. So I know I've I've even put the first foot forward because I have to. It's not on me to do all of the work. It's a hard bit when you match. I always think it should be the last person that matches when you're on a different app. Like whoever gets the match does the starting of the conversation. This idea that that hard bit is done. They don't have to think of a witty comment. Not that I find them that helpful sometimes. But, you know, I'm quite okay with just an okay, hello, how are you? But let's get going with the conversation. So they haven't had to do that. 
and apparently we still can't hold a conversation. So there's lots of disqualifying there. For anyone that did manage to maybe get off the app, video call, generally speaking, generally speaking, that is my rule. It sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't, in the sense of sometimes it doesn't even happen. I try to have a video call. I think the video call might be leading to me sometimes not having that many first dates. When I reflect on it, am I bothered by that? No. The whole point of the video call, the 10, 15, 20 minute video call, is so that I do not waste my time. The video call is a safety check on a very basic principle that they're who they say they are and that they look similar to who they've presented. So there is the concept, I think it's of kitten fishing, where they give you older photos of them and it does not match what they look like now interesting and it's also then can they actually hold a conversation in person because there was a date I went on not long ago and uh never again and I hadn't video called and I it's my own fault I should have I should have had the video call but the minute I got there I could tell by the energy that it wasn't going to be great and then the conversation was yeah like getting blood out of a stone it was hard work and had I had a video call I'd have probably picked up on that and been able to avoid that time being wasted. So there are ways that we can look at dating and not look at the fact that we aren't getting to second dates or first dates even, but actually that we've been doing a great amount of work to make sure we aren't wasting our time on first dates and second dates. Like the people that I have then gone on first dates with, I mentioned one there I think that I can remember that did not lead to anything else. Oh no, there was a second one. A second one's just come back to me. There was one, it was quite warm. It was a very casual date, which I don't mind. Hadn't done a video call, not gonna lie. So maybe that was my wrong move there anyway. I don't follow my own rules at times. So you can see the pattern. Yeah, there was not even any follow up on that. Now I think about it. I'm very, I'm getting to that point where I don't even ask people for a, sometimes for a follow up. No, if you can't be bothered to text and say anything, then I've got the picture. I'm good. There is this, I've spoken about it on a, a TikTok video with this enough is enough point. And that normally comes with someone that's not fully committing to you. So maybe you're dating a little bit, but they never really want to, or they, you're talking to them a bit and they don't really put any dates in the diary and they don't ever say when they want to see you again and they won't express anything. Very avoidant in nature. And I think I consider that now even with pre-dating, like enough is enough. If you're not going to message and put a date in the diary or ask me on a date, or even then no. And if you're not going to follow up after a date, then we're not even going to entertain you. And sometimes I feel like I want to be righteous and be like, right, well, you should have said. And it is much nicer for someone to say something after a date. But at the same time, it just depends. It depends. But maybe I wasn't that fast and therefore it didn't bother me to get that follow up. Maybe we always feel like we want the follow up and the closure when we wanted more to have happened anyway. I wonder if instead of focusing on this idea that you aren't getting dates and second dates, that you're actually just doing a good job of working out who's not for you. Because ultimately, if you get yourself into a relationship, whatever intention it is for that, whether it is really long term, marriage, children that you're looking for, particularly for those ones, but with any relationship, you wanted to be with the right people. And in the process of trying to find the right people that you can have relationships with, you do not want to waste your time. And so if I'm eliminating people by them not replying, not being effective in communication, not being able to hold a conversation on a video call, and it therefore leads to me not actually going on that many first dates, 
then so be it. That's great. I've saved a ton of time. I haven't even had to move from the comfort of my living room to say no to people. And for then the people that do come through and you get a first date and then a second date, whilst you should be careful about not getting carried away with those people, they've also got through a lot of hurdles that you have purposefully put in the way to make sure that these people are of at least a decent quality, hopefully, and the impression that they're giving you is positive and good. So if they've made their way from a dating app to your WhatsApps to maybe a video call, then going on a first date and then getting a second date, that's a whole load of things that they could have stumbled at if they weren't showing positive actions and behaviours that weren't matching with you. If you were already getting like a sense that they didn't really care, didn't want to put you in the diary, weren't keeping up good communication when you know that's what you need, then good. Good, because you don't have the time to waste on this and you don't want to be giving the opportunity to anyone that doesn't deserve your energy and your time. I can't tell you much about dates after that because I've not done too many of them. (laughs) My dating advice stops at about date two to three to four. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I haven't been in a relationship since my divorce. So I can only give you information as I learn about it and as I experience it. And in the dating stage, I'm a pro now, I would say, two and a half years through a pandemic, disqualifying people really early on, go for it. Ta-da! I don't have time to waste. I think that's the key thing there. And I think a lot of you don't have time to waste. Single people do have more time. But if you've listened to this podcast, you will know that You fill your time with things that are important to you. You are managing your friendships. You're having a good time. And so when you get to that point of wanting to bring someone in, you want to bring the right people in. You don't want to give all of your energy, your time, your attention to people that aren't going to be there for very long. And hey, the first dates that I've had that haven't been successful to get into second or third dates have never been bad. I think the only one, not not that it was bad, the only one that I knew that there wasn't a click for, should have done the video calls, was the one I instantly turned up to for the walk around the park and another one that was a walk around the park. Um, But yeah, it just wasn't happening. And on both occasions, I didn't do a video call. But at the end of the day, I wasn't disheartened by those. They told me things like, oh, okay, no, it's just not right. And then the other first dates that I've had that sometimes have got to second dates or then stopped or whatnot, they've still been good experiences. Like the one that turned into a whole day that was just meant to be a walk and a coffee was brilliant. Like it was great fun and it was nice to just go with the flow and for it to be like interesting and different. Of course, it's a shame that it couldn't continue, that that didn't go any further, but that's it. So be it. That was what it was. And it was a bit disappointing at the time. But here I am. Since then, I'd have dated one, two, three, gone on four different dates since over the course of six months or so, you know, of different dating different people. We don't just stop there and we don't have to see everything as a bad experience. It just wasn't one that was going to last any longer than it did. But you don't need to be fixated on dates. If that's something that you're looking for, there is an element to making sure that you're creating opportunities. And the easiest way to create opportunities is through dating apps. But they come with the disclaimer that there are a lot of people on there that there are a lot of unsuitable people for us on there, just statistically speaking. In the book that we're reading in June for the book club, Losing It by Sophie Smith Gaylor, she puts in a stat here about dating. And it says here that it was worked out that the bottom 80% of men in terms of attractiveness 
were competing for the bottom 22% of women and that the top 78% of women were competing for the top 20% of men, according to attractiveness. And there are so many other ideas around attachment styles and suitability, personality types and suitability, values, beliefs and crossing over. Dating apps are really difficult and finding people can be challenging because you're looking for people that you have those connections with. It's not impossible, but you have to give yourself opportunities to do that. And the majority of people are not for you. You have to accept that there are going to be more no's and rejections than there are yeses. And if you are not yet at a point where you can accept a number of micro rejections, so someone not replying on messages that you haven't really spoken to for that long. I have, honestly, that scroll through on my phone, the screenshot I did of screen record of the people that hadn't replied, whether they were, it was ever, because it just says, hey, how are you, blah, blah, whatever I've written, or they hadn't responded after a while. The list is so long. If I sat there and worried about those, I would be in trouble, like mentally speaking, because you'd be so discouraged by it. I took it to make a point, not to remind myself of it, of how many people had basically said, you're not worth responding to, um, because it's not the way I look at it. They've proven to me by not responding that they're not ready for what I'm looking for and they're not yet the... You know, they might be. It might just be that they're caught up. There's loads of excuses to why people don't reply. Sometimes people jump on an app, then forget about it. I don't have notifications turned on. So I appreciate there's loads of different reasons. There could be some actually suitable people in there. But in this scenario, in this instance, they've shown themselves not to be. And that's not a problem. They're just no's. They're just people to put on the no pile whilst I refine my lovely potential pile and keep working on that. And after this experience, I will probably be done with a bit of dating for a while and I'll dip out of it because it takes a lot of energy to have these conversations, to take the no's that are a little bit more serious than someone not just replying, but you know, the first day, oh, it wasn't quite right or the first, second, third, when it doesn't work out, you know, it, it has emotional elements to it. And someone with an anxious attachment style, it also takes a lot of work to manage that as well and I have to make sure that it's not constantly affecting my life and sitting there affecting my day-to-day. I have to have time to journal, to work through elements and I'll give that the time when I want to so sometimes taking a break from that can be the refreshing section I need to just make sure all the other sections of my life are fulfilled, stable and the way that I like them to be so that if I need to and want to venture into dating I've got the energy and attention to put on that without putting too many other areas at kind of risk or, you know, thinking that that's going to let me down in how I feel. So if you're dating and disheartened by the fact that you haven't got to a second date ever or for a while, or even first dates are a bit few and far between, honestly, you're doing potentially a good thing for yourself because you're holding your standard high enough and you're taking actions like video calls and checking that someone can message effectively because they're the things you need. If you view it as you deciding if someone is suitable for you rather than interpreting it as people judging you for your suitability then that is a much more powerful way to go into dating and just allows you to enjoy it and feel in control of it more than out of control and like it's happening to you instead you're making it happen for you it's within your control of doing that I hope that's given you some reassurance about dating. As I say, can't go much further 
than beyond a few dates. But as I got to second date and reflected on that, I thought it would be helpful. So if you have any thoughts about that, then drop me a response on Instagram. My DMs are always open and it is me that replies. If you have the time, it would be fantastic if you could head to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. If not, hit the follow button on Spotify and also give it a star rating there. That always helps. And to spread the word about the Single Girl's Guide to Life. I know it's helped so many of you and it's one of those free resources that will always be there for single people to listen to, to jump in. And now there's nearly a whole year's worth of a catalogue of episodes of topics of interest to people. So keep spreading the word, keep sharing that between your single friends and single people in your lives. And until next time, everybody, keep thriving.